Welcome to Creation Conversations with Joe Hubbard and John Mackay. Join us each week as we answer your questions and common objections to the Bible, creation, and Noah's flood. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are around the planet. Uh, welcome back to Creation Conversations. And yes, John Mackay is unable to be with us due to various double booking and people not being very well and so on and so forth. He's had to uh, run to Jurassic Ark. Um, our outdoor creation museum in Australia near Gympie uh, in Queensland uh, in order to receive a shed. He's had another big shed arriving which covers up the uh, fossil dig place so that everybody can work under because of course Australia is a lot warmer than it is here in the UK so um, you need to have some shelter at all times. So he's up there receiving the shed from the delivery men and telling them where to put it and so on and so forth because our curator Dal is unable to be there. Uh, so in Instead of uh, John today, we've actually got a good friend of ours. We've actually got Sam. Hello. We're going. Yeah. So Sam, you will. Some of you will know Sam, um, even if you don't recognise his face, because he is the guy who's been looking after our comments and uh you know the the social media sort of side of things for a little while and in the chat in the live stream whether you're on facebook or you're in youtube so he's the one sort of uh in charge of everything so uh he's been working with us for a number of weeks now but he's also sort of doing an overhaul of uh, our social media presence and everything so a lot of what we're doing now is thanks to sam so it's great to have you on the show um let's let's start by can you sort of tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you sort of um, came to cross a bit of your sort of testimony? Because it sort of ties in with creation research on a number of occasions. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, well, first of all, hello, everyone in the chat. Uh, it's good to see you. Uh, remember, share the stream, get out there, get people viewing the stream. We want people to see creation conversations. Um, but yeah, um, so I was born and raised in a Christian household uh parents are were christian uh went to church every sunday uh and i go along and if i'm honest it was sort of like it was just the done thing like it was just one of those things where i just went along with it and i prayed the prayers i went to church mm. and i did you know the sunday school and went to the you know sunday evening meeting things whenever they, oh, i can't remember if it was sunday evening or something um and I was talking the talk, but I wasn't walking the walk. Uh, and I eventually went off to uh, a Christian university. Uh, it was a Regent Theological College in Malvern. I don't know if anyone's heard of Malvern. It's a very sort of remote place. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's sort of close to Worcester, if you are familiar with uh, UK geography. Um, but yeah, I went there and I was just very distraught and i was very off put by christianity because of the people that were there there are a lot of people backstabbing uh, not literally of course but um, hmm. with their words um and spreading rumors and being just generally awful people um and i thought to myself you know what if this is the best of the best of christianity as university is supposed to be i don't want anything to do with it if that's what Christianity makes people, I don't want anything to do with it. And as a result, I became a staunch atheist. 
I would debate people online in the comment section on YouTube, and I would be extremely vocal, to put it nicely, about my views, <laughs> um, and would get very angry at creationists. Um, mm. And uh, back in uh, sort of June time of 2020, sort of in lockdown, um, COVID sort of thing, um, I uh, came across a Facebook post uh, of uh, an alpha group. Uh, for those who don't know what alpha is, it's a Christian meeting thing um, that um, churches around the UK and around the world uh, organize um, for people to talk about God, faith, Holy Spirit, sort of things as a spiritual nature um, and to explore questions. And there's no question that you can't answer. Um, and I just thought, I don't know what compelled me to sign up. But it was just one of those things where I just signed up on a whim. And then after that, I don't know what happened, but there was a, an extreme amount of just a thirst. It was just a thirst for knowledge. It was the only way I can ex explain it is it was supernatural. I was staying up until four, five o'clock in the morning and spending all day researching and watching videos, reading articles, books, you know, listening to talks and things mm -hmm. like that on you know because I, I was thinking to myself you know if this god thing is real if there if there is something after death you know i want to know what it is i don't want to be sort of you know half in half out you know uh, well it could be you know because i'm a very intellectually minded person i had to make sure that i had my facts correct and that's what i did i went on a searching quest and i looked at you know sikhism i looked at buddhism i looked at you know Islam, I looked at Judaism, I looked at um, Christianity, and I narrowed it down and down and down and down until it got to two, Islam and Christianity. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, well, the crux of the argument with both of those is, was Jesus who he said he was? Did he die on the cross? You know, did he, you know, did he rise from the dead? Uh, you know, with, if those were, aren't fulfilled, then Christianity isn't true. You know, that is the crux of the argument here, you know. And so I spent about a week researching that and reading various, you know, talks, uh, well, watching various talks and reading various articles, um, including some articles by uh, Dr. Gary Habermas, who's the world expert on the resurrection. Um, and uh, I just it was like there was this wall of evidence in front of me and me being scientifically minded i had no choice but to accept it and it comes to week two in the alpha and what is the topic the resurrection of jesus mm -hmm. that's uh, quite so, unusual isn't it for like just the second week of an alpha course they yeah, don't really I know. get to that until the <laughs> towards the end i know but i mean yeah, I think the really first week was a, um is god real and yeah. then it was you know the dealing with the whole jesus rising from the, from the dead thing yeah yeah um but yeah i mean and i just i had no choice i had to accept it i had if i if i was to deny it i would be being unscientific i would be mm. being bias and i could i couldn't compute with that i had no choice but to accept it so i gave my life to christ mm -hmm. and ever since then you know i've been talking to people about jesus i've been you know sharing faith um with you know with people and you know my testimony as well i've found is quite powerful um and uh if we rewind a few years back to sort of when i was 
toddling around in nappies, um, I would have um, uh, VHS tapes of various dinosaur things. And one of those was Dinosaurs, the Rest of the Tale uh, by our international director, John John, Mackay. And uh, he... Uh, you know, it was very engaging talking. It was family mm. friendly, and I'd rewind and watch all the dinosaur bits over and over again. So those parts became fuzzy on the VHS. Um, and yeah. I, I was, <laughs> those are the days uh, <laughs> when you simply know, watching something could mess up. <laughs> it, it just shows how old you are if you, if you remember VHS tapes in this day and age. Anyway, in the world of streaming now, it's just yeah. Uh, there yeah but yeah so well, i would watch um various i think i had two vhs tapes i can't remember yeah. the other one i had but i remember i distinctly remember dinosaurs remember yeah. uh, the rest of the tale um and we cross paths regularly like he'd come and talk and i'd you yeah. know see him and then you know we'd go talk and you know I'd come see him and he'd be all around the country um and this is a picture of me and john back in uh, november of um 2012 i believe here we go oh look at that fresh face no, I, mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I have to i have to admit sam because i'd seen this photo a long time before i'd even met you or before i knew anything really about you um because john had shown me this photo not too long after uh he had met you and done stuff it wasn't that long after that i started getting involved with um the, with creation research and doing bits and bobs and so on and so forth so um yeah I'd, I'd sort of heard about you a long long time before you know i'd even met you or, or even thought about meeting you so it's it's amazing how god works and sort of uh, brings brings the people together um it's a similar testimony in a, in a way for me and uh, John in getting involved in creation research because I, I knew I was called into some kind of ministry. I didn't know what. And I tried various things and nothing seemed to work out. I tried various creation organizations and they didn't seem very interested. Um, but both, if you ask John, he'll say the same thing. When I spoke to John and said, is there any way that I can get involved? Not only did I know that this was the place for me, he knew that I was the one for him, so to speak, um, in getting involved into ministry. And so we've been we've been working together ever since. Because this isn't just this isn't the only time that um, you'd met John. Uh, like you say, you had the VHS tapes and stuff. But I remember you saying he sort of kept coming up in your in your life as we as as we went on. Yeah, I mean, it was weird. Like we would keep crossing paths hmm. on a regular basis like most like i think it's probably maybe every year maybe every every other year yeah something along those lines like it was a regular thing and yeah well he'd he'd come over every sort of 12 to 18 months regularly Mm. until the pandemic of course Mm. but he'd be over Mm. fairly regularly yeah and um he came to my uh, my church in york uh, calvary chapel Mm. um and i heard him speak there um and there was obviously there was that that was in Darlington um, back in 2012, and there was also the Creation Conference uh, in mm-hmm. when that was launched in 2014. Yeah, I think that I was. I want to yeah, say yeah, 2014. Yeah. Um, and um, a funny story as well is um, I was uh, sat taking notes on my computer um, of what was being talked about, and um, John comes over and, and says. Um, something along the line, I can't remember exactly what he says, but he says, 
right, mate, you, do you not want to show your pants to everyone? Um, you have people trying to work or something like that. It's something like that behind. And um, little did I know that I had, I was, um, I was showing a little bit more than I should, I should have done. Um, and so I promptly hoisted my trousers up. Um, but that's just John, isn't it? You he's know. done the same. Well, not exactly the same. I, I haven't done that, but he's done, you know, he'll often com, you know, comment on my, you know, dress, <laughs> even though I dress like him, he'll comment on what I'm wearing or whether I should be, uh, yeah, doing something different. Yeah. It is, it is just John, but he's a, He's a great, great, he's a great, great guy. He's, yeah, he's been a fantastic a, sense of humor as well, working. especially for an Aussie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, <laughs> sorry, George. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, like it, it go, going back to what we were talking about, it's just that he would just, he would just keep popping up. It, yeah. it, you know, John would just keep popping up, keep popping up, keep popping up. And then my dad sent an email to uh, to john um it was, it was like a bbc article or something like that um and um and they said oh it was uh, great to hear from you and how's that son sam of yours all these years he'd remembered me because i'd gone off the grid because i i'd gone off to university and become an atheist so i hadn't seen him since from that point so that was about 2005 i want to say about 2005 no uh 17 ish 17 18 yeah yeah well no 2005 i, I can't remember it's in 2015 well, it or something like that, like that. Yeah. um but i'd gone off the grid and i hadn't messaged him or anything like that and he just remembered me after all these years knew, exa knew exactly who i was remembered my name um and so i decided to drop him a line um and we got to talking and there was sort of a real sense of i think i, I can speak for john um there was a sense in both halves that you know this was god saying come on you know i'm wanting it yeah. Yeah. yeah you know um i want sam to get involved um and you know you need sam to do certain things i mean for instance you know um i hope you like the creation conversations logo that i uh designed um, yeah you know it's uh you know what it's one of those things where god works in mysterious ways mm -hmm. he really does and mm -hmm. you know you just cannot f even fathom just just how far back things can go to when it leads up to now you know the little seeds that get planted in um is just amazing um yeah. and i and i'm now part of creation research and you know doing you know social media sort of stuff um we're doing creation conversations you know obviously you know i'm obviously because I'm talking to you now, I'm not in the chat, so I do apologize that you don't have my lovely annoying messages <laughs> to harass you to sign up to our newsletter. Um, it's free. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's me. Yeah, it's, so, it's, uh, it's great. And that was when John sort of said, oh, there's this, you remember this young guy I told you about a few, however many years back, he's now sort of been back in touch and that's why didn't you go and meet him? And then we just got more and more involved. So you've, yeah, you've been, you've been looking after our social media and stuff because me and John are dinosaurs when it comes to social media. I don't really particularly have a clue. Uh, and John has even less of a clue than me. So it's, it, it was really the whole premise of creation conversations was let's start by doing a promotion for our new documentary fire and ice uh, and let's see if we can both come on live because we've done one or two little live conferences and stuff over the covid pandemic because you, we, we'd had to um 
And so we thought, well, let's try and do a little something that's a little live. Um, and uh, I got my wife, Sarah Ann, who knows more about this kind of stuff than I do, to sort of set it up and to do it. And we got it working fine. Uh, but it was still was very sort of amateurish. So the thing which you've brought along is the knowledge to turn it into something uh, a little bit a little bit better. So that's great. And we'll talk a little bit about that um, as we go. Just to give everybody a bit of a, a background as to what I've been doing uh, for the last for the last week, because it's been very, very busy. We've been up in Scotland doing lots of filming and lots of fun stuff up there. So there's a big project in the works, which is a little bit of a secret at the moment. But uh, we'll update you about that as and when we can. But it does mean I've been off the grid for uh, a week pretty much and uh, fairly weary at the moment because it was a about an eight hour drive down from Scotland which it should only really be about a four hour drive from Scotland to uh, to uh, to uh, to Shropshire but there was a number of holdups on the way including Extinction Rebellion who is holding a big stage uh, up a, a big stage protest up in Glasgow of course they've got the big uh, climate uh, change conference meeting summit whatever they call it uh, up there happening in November so they had lots of people and you probably have also heard in the news that um, a number of climate protesters have been sort of running out into the road into the M25 and trying to block it off and they were doing thankfully not on the road that we were on but they were doing that up and around Glasgow so it did mean that all the traffic was just completely messed up as a result there was still a lot of hold-ups so uh, it was uh, it was a little bit uh, a little bit of a, a long trek back today, but we're still able to do creation conversations, which is wonderful. Probably not uh, as long as we would try and do normally. Um, so, Sam, give us a little bit of an update as to what you've been working on the last few days, because, uh, like I say, you bring a lot of good stuff to the table with creation research and your involvement. Um, and in particular, there's been a big project which you've been working on. Yes, um, many late nights, um, early mornings, uh, and um, tirelessly trying to get technology to work. Um, but we can officially announce today that Creation Conversations is now available as a podcast. Yay! So, hey, you can now get Creation Conversations in your pocket. You can take it wherever you go. All of our shows are archived on there, and they will remain up there as long as we can keep them up there it's all free to, for us to do so it's not going to cost us a penny um and the great thing is that you can download the episodes to listen offline so if you know you're going to go off the grid say on a fossil dig or something along those lines you can take us with you to guide us through what you're going to find um and we're available on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and many more i could name but we just don't have the space on the slide um but yeah that's what i've been doing um you can just search us on any of those platforms just type in creation conversations or creation research and we'll come up and you should see our nice lovely creation conversations logo and you'll know you're in the right place uh, and many thanks to donnie from standing for truth for giving us the gracious permission He's watching this evening by the way yes hello donnie good to see you um uh for he's given us the great permission of using all of the creation research stuff that um we've done on his channel standing for truth um so the debate with snake is on there we've got all john's <laughs> talks all of your talks well, joe so um you know all of that's on there lots of lovely fantastic stuff um and it doesn't cost you a penny it's all free so you that's can't great. say no to yeah. free 
No, absolutely. And that's the thing, you know, I still I still refuse to believe that, that there's that many people buying YouTube premium. Um so it does mean if you want to uh if you want to, you know, view videos and switch your phone off while you're listening to them or you want to stream things while you're uh, working or driving in the car or any of the above, um it is nice to have a, a way that you can do that through just about I mean Sam sent me the, the all the different links through this morning from all the different places you can now get creation conversation. I didn't know there were this many podcast servers so it's literally got everything on there which is great uh including all the big ones like apple podcast and um spotify and all the like as well so that's really good so go and find them and again i think it works the same way i'm assuming sam share them around let people yep. know uh, the more you listen to it the more it helps us yeah exactly the more the more you listen um you know watch it on different you know listen to it on different devices it helps us get in front of more people um because the way analytics work is that the more people listen the more they pick you know the big companies pick up on um uh you know oh this is a podcast that people are actually listening to let's put it in front of more people and they start to promote it and promote it and promote it and it just helps speedball everything from there and um it gets in front of more people more people get to hear great message here um and i i'm very pleased with how it came out um and yeah so it's all available and to be honest the files aren't even that big i think they're a couple mm. of megabytes i think about i think probably the biggest one i think is 100 megs but i think that's the debate that you did with snakes that was quite a long oh, it was about that, ne- that was nearly like, three hours yeah um, three but there's a lot of content to sink your teeth into that was a fun there, debate so, yeah <laughs> That was a fun debate. Um, yeah. So, and 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 again, you say not only do you say that it's free, but also we were just discussing this just before we went live. Uh, not only is it all free, it is also non-monetized. So, no ads. Is that right? Yes. No ads. No mid rolls. No pre rolls. No post rolls. Nothing. You just can listen to it ad free. Content from just good content. John, myself, and all of our guests which is fantastic so yeah that's really good i've been very very impressed with the work that you've done and it's all there and available so um go and listen you can catch up on all of the backlog and all of the uh different stuff that we've done so that's really really great um yeah (laughs) george says a couple of megabytes was considered big ones yeah i think (laughs) (laughs) toothbrushes have more memory than that nowadays don't they so it's yeah (laughs) it's funny how the world uh how the world goes yeah. on we've yeah, already had we've uh, already had a question through uh, it's from george and he says sam do you like my jokes or should i stick to my day job you can answer I, that you know I've, I've got no comment i love i love your jokes george they're they're brilliant you know they're dad jokes but they're good jokes so dad jokes keep keep on keep on with it i look forward to hearing what material you're going to come up with soon there we go <laughs> It's great stuff. Great stuff. Okay. So, yeah. So, we've got a, a busy uh, a busy time coming ahead of us. I mean, I'm going to be – I'm not actually going to be here for next week's creation conversations. No. Um, and I know. And this is the first time that you're hearing this, Sam, as well. Uh, it's actually – creation conversations is taking place on my brother's and sister-in-law's wedding. And, yes, she's my sister-in-law, even though they're not married yet, because she's actually my wife's sister. So, my wife's sister is marrying my brother and so we're keeping it all in the family, which is great. Um, but they're actually having a, a, a wedding. Their wedding day is happening next Friday. So we will still try and do a creation conversations. Um, John is free, so we shall have John. Uh, and we're going to try and get 
somebody to come on with John, whether it's Sam or whether it's somebody else uh, entirely like Diane or there's a whole number of other people. I think it would be nice to do a uh, Jurassic Arc uh, type one with our curator, Daryl, who's uh, he's got a great story. He was a missionary in Papua New Guinea. Um, great testimony, great story. Uh, he came from sort of very uh, strong in the witchcraft world before he became a Christian, so sort of very uh, seeped in that kind of demonic influence, became a Christian missionary in Papua New Guinea for a big number of years, which was great because his witchcraft experience gave him the experience to sort of deal with the witchcraft of the uh, witch doctors and so on and so forth, and knowing that Jesus is more powerful. And um, now he he runs uh, Jurassic Ark for us, the museum. So I think it'd be great to get him on, but we'll we'll see how it how it all goes. But yes, we will hopefully have another creation conversations next week. But then I'm back to normal after that, and uh, and we'll be going we'll be going forward. So um, Sam, there's a, there's another project which I know you've been working on. Yes. Uh, uh, the last little while, because we've had big, long conversations with John and Diane and the whole team about uh, about it. Mm. So um, we're not quite finished yet, but mm. uh, it no, is it nowhere is, near finished. Nowhere, nowhere near, finished. near. But it is. But it is. It is coming. Do you want to say anything about that or anything to show us? Oh, OK. All right, then. Uh, this is a little tease for you all. Um, this is something that has been. I think it's been a sort of a passion project of mine, I think. Mm. Um, and uh, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to I'm going to let this play and you guys can see what we have in the pipeline in the future that you can look forward to from us. Creation Research presents a brand new film project. Experience the Creation Week. As it happened. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. For the first time, Creation Research takes you back. me goosebumps like every single time i see that oh I like that. that was good i did enjoy that yes we're I, I, and you have big plans for this uh whole project yeah. as well with the trailer and everything yeah so um this is a this is like i said this is a passion project of mine so what i wanted to do with this is take you through the creation of the universe uh verse by verse so there'll be an audio narration literally reading from scripture no alterations no cuts no nothing literally reading mm -hmm. it verse by verse from genesis 1 1 
until Genesis 2, um, I think verse 4, something mm. like that, something around there. Um, and it's using uh, state-of-the-art uh, CGI. Uh, we're using um, uh, various uh, technologies that we've got available to us um, to fill, the, you know, to create this project. Um, I've created a, a sort of initial sort of draft of it um, in sort of how I envision it, sort of which I've shown to Joe and John and Diane. And, and um, it's looking like it's going to be sort of around about the... 15 to 20 minute mark ish um and it's going to be something that will help people uh visualize scripture um i know that in some places they still use the king james version and there might be a member of the congregation that really struggles with the these and thous and the old type language and it helps visualize creation in a way that you can associate um things that you know and things that you can observe and things like that and it's got dinosaurs in it it's got uh it's got wildlife in it it's got all kinds of amazing stuff um and we're so so looking forward to um getting started on the properly started on the project still got loads of work to do um and it's it's not going to be coming it's most likely probably going to be coming next year sometime um just simply because the amount of work that needs to go into it um but i am so excited to, to get started on that it's going to be really really awesome yeah, it'll be free too it's going to be free. be free yes absolutely yeah no that looks it looks really really great sam we're um, all fantastic the kind of uh, stuff that you're doing and yes you know we always need more you know more people like sam helping and it's you know look what we can actually do when we get um the, the people doing stuff which is great and for those who have followed us for a while you know that we've got a lot of projects on like the museum project that's really picking up speed now and sam's been able to see the museum yeah, building and then take some photos and do all sorts yeah. of uh, stuff as well so that's really great um and yeah, it should be. It's, it's looking like it's going to be really quite exciting. Some of the projects yeah. that we've got sort of lined up as well. So um, yeah, it's great. Let's have a look. Do we have any questions come through? Any questions? Uh, about, let's uh, have a look through staff? the chat. Uh, lots and lots of chat come yeah. through. Uh, had uh, Doki Doki fan club. Hello, hello, stunning for truth. Great to see you. Hello, Jerome. We've had a good George. number of people watching tonight. That's uh, great. And Ryan Hubbard as well. Great to see you. Uh, that's uh, my dad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, uh, Stacy, good to see you. Um, uh, we've had. Uh, oh, this is quite nice. I'll stick this up on the screen. There we go. This is from Hannah. Uh, great to hear your testimony, Sam. Love hearing how the Lord has worked powerfully in other people's lives. Yeah. Uh, and Jerome has said uh, this uh, awesome testimony, Sam. I've had a similar all-out truth-seeking testimony too. That's great to hear. Um, uh, <laughs> George. Oh, George. <laughs> the first time I met John at my house, <laughs> my dog did a big poo on his carpet. <laughs> that uh, would happen to you, wouldn't it, mate? That's just <laughs> typical, typical George. Oh, uh, we've got uh, Nicholas. Great to see you, mate. Good to see you. And of course, hello, Dad. Yes, hello. I even will love the funny story, Sam. I know, I know. Tell me about it. Uh, if we had any more questions in, 
Uh, no, doesn't seem to be. The only question we had was about uh, George's jokes. George's jokes. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, one of the things that I've sort of specialised in my sort of personal sort of things ever since I've come into Christ is I've sort of specialised in apologetics. Mm. So I like sort of finding about arguments about the Christian faith and things like that. I think it's probably why I've got along so well with creation research is just, you know, you just, you, you cannot deny that the evidence just, it just does not support evolution in the slightest, mm. not even an inkling. And you just need to look with a non-biased mind and realise that actually You've been brainwashed. I mean, for instance, in the Metro this morning, when I was on the bus going to work, um, there was an article about um, there's been a new dinosaur fossil f- uh, found that they think is a new type of an- uh, ankylosaur. Um, and just mm-hmm. just as you do, just touting several millions of years, you know, 200 million years, um, just like it's just, you know, oh, the, the sky's blue, you know, yeah. and you just it just it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work. So that's why I love creation research. I have done for pretty much all my life is just, just the work that you guys do is fantastic. And John is just a soldier. John's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one of the first things that that really drew me to creation research and John Mackay in particular, it was actually at the, uh, the 2014 big creation conference in Birmingham. And uh, I was there and I was listening to John and he stood up and his presentation was on snakes. And when snakes had legs, I think it was called something like that. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, he gave his presentation and the first thing that he brought up was a research paper based on his presentation that he was giving that evening that had been published by Nature, the very prestigious journal, that morning. And I thought the you know the 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 incredible speed at which you you know how up to date this information is that you can just get it out there, and that's one of the things we do with the free newsletters and the e news and stuff like that. It's very very up to date. It's been the very very latest news and information in the, both the science world as well as the political world and stuff as well. So um, yeah, and and again, it's free. So. So go and sign up to the UK newsletter and to uh, our main newsletter as well, because it isn't just, oh, here's what we've been doing. It's also, here's some great news. Here's some great information. Here's some great stuff uh, that's been happening as uh, as well around the world, scientifically, as well as, as, well as politically. So there's uh, some really good information in there as well. And uh, we may not get too many questions uh, uh, tonight or at the sort of sessions. Um, We'll be doing, like I say, we, we, we're trying to do sort of slightly longer sessions and then a few shorter sessions for Q&A and stuff. But uh, we do have a book, Your Questions About Creation Answered. And Sam, I believe you have a nice yes. uh, snazzy photograph yeah, of this it. This is another thing, another thing I've been doing for you guys. It's yeah. taking lovely pictures of Promo stuff. Have a look at that. There we go. That's uh, your questions about creation answered. It's a fantastic resource for you guys, um, giving you some great insight into sort of quick things that you can tout back um, if people ask you questions about things. And also it, it can educate you as well. You know, be prepared. I mean, this this Bible verse um, is, sort of, I think, probably it's my favorite Bible verse. Um, and it's uh, 1 Peter 3.15. But in your hearts, honour Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defence to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, 
yet do it with gentleness and respect. And I think that just goes to show, you know, the what creation research does is you tackle the issues head on. Mm. You don't shy away from the answers, but you do it with respect. And that I think is what I admire both about both of you is you just treat people with respect um, no matter what their belief. And I think, you know, there are some, there are some interesting people uh, in the creationist world. Um, and I think you guys, um, your reputation goes before you. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys, interact with you guys. Um, uh, as I do each week now, as I join, yeah, join the chat. Um, let's have a look at the chat here. George has said, um, evolution is nothing more than a, than presupposition supported by vivid imagination, unproven and unverifiable assumptions, biased and subjective interpretations, Atlantic speculation and conjecture. Mm-hmm. You know what? I couldn't agree more, George. And, and it's, uh, uh, it's based yeah. on a, it's based on the original pagan philosophy which was uh, the first reference you can find to it is the Babylonians, uh, who believed in deep time. The Babylonians influenced the Greeks, who brought on the naturalistic ideas of the origin of life and species changing and so on and so forth. And that influenced the French revolutionaries uh, many years later, which then led to Charles Darwin and Charles Lyell, both sort of popularizing the idea of deep time and uh, evolution again you know it, it, it's entirely based off of a pagan philosophy and uh, a lot of people especially the americans don't like it when you point that out because of course it's another sore point for the americans because their entire independence and foundation of their nation was also based off of a pagan philosophy uh, because a lot of the americans don't realize just quite how uh, quite how much influence the french had uh, on their nation during its foundation including even why you drive on the side of the road that you do drive on which is the wrong side of the road by the way for the americans um it's actually the non-christian side but that's a whole other story that we could get into and i'm being completely serious when i say it's the non-christian side um but it's uh, it's interesting how much uh history can influence our beliefs today and so something that i greatly encourage everybody to do is to actually go and learn a little bit of history uh, because as scripture tells you in ecclesiastes there's nothing new under the sun mm-hmm. and so uh, knowing what happened in the past i mean the whole philosophy of evolution is based on the idea that the world is millions of years old the whole concept that the world is millions of years old is based on a catchphrase which was made up by charles lyell but uh, in essence the uh, philosophy behind the catchphrase has been around ever since the babylonians which was the present is the key to the past which is the exact opposite of what scripture says right if you understand what happened in the past that explains why we're here in the present and it's not the other way around so um yeah it's a it's a it's an interesting uh, uh point of view when you actually you know, you've got to learn a little bit of uh, history to actually to actually fit it all to fit it all in yeah it uh, looks like we have some questions coming in now, actually. Excellent. Uh, this is from my dad, Will Jenkins. Hello, dad. Hey. Uh, and I believe mum as well. Hello, mum. I think you're watching as well. <laughs> um, interesting in the news, uh, human fossil footprints found something like 26,000 years old, mm. apparently. Is it unusual to find such prints? Um one quick um, thing from me on this is that there have been fossil footprints found um, with uh, uh, believe trilobites 
embedded inside, um, crushed under the footprint, which goes against the entire evolutionary timeline um, mm. in regards to um, that rock layer, uh, mm. supposedly is millions of years old, and yet a human footprint has been found. They've done CAT scans on it, and they found it is an imprintation um, of a human foot, um, and it is a real trilobite. So <laughs> you tell me. Yeah, well, the, the, I, I saw the, the news report. I think these are in... Um... New Mexico or somewhere like that. It's it's in, it's in one of the southern states in the USA. I think it's New Mexico, um, and they're they're quite distinctive footprints. I think they definitely are footprints uh, for sure. Um, when it comes to finding human footprints in rocks, you sort of have a couple of different types. You have the ones which us as creationists would call post-flood ones, which are ones that are the result of maybe it was a wet, boggy area that they walked in as it was drying because there was big climate change after the flood. There's no doubt about that. If you've watched our Fire and Ice DVD, you'll see the evidence of it. Um, And so you end up with very, very wet, marshy areas becoming very, very dry very quickly. I mean, the whole of sort of that Arizona, um, New Mexico, area there's evidence of a massive great big lake that dried up so you end up with things like this and footprints ending up being preserved you then have the ones that you refer to sam which are the sort of the pre-flood ones or the potential pre-flood ones where they're found in what we would classify as flood deposited rocks and that's where you get the interesting references to are these trilobites they've been crushed under the fur is there dinosaur footprints with man and so on and so forth um a lot of these get destroyed very quickly or at least hidden very quickly uh which is means it's very difficult to verify a lot of them the other problem is that a lot of these ones end up uh, also being faked because the locals have cottoned on to the fact that this is a unique and interesting phenomena and as a result they do fake a lot well as soon as you have fake starting being made of a particular area and sold as real you discredit the ones that may or may not have been real in the first place right so when you go and see sort of like the Ploxy riverbed with the human footprints in them and next to the dinosaur and so on and so forth in Texas um, uh, even though I personally believe that yes i i believe that originally there were human and dinosaur footprints together we know that so many have been faked that it just gives discredit to most of the ones that are you know potentially still there um and the same is for you know things do get covered up and there's no doubt about that i mean if you're dealing with human footprints you need to you know from a human skeleton uh well human skeletons i mean when was the last time you saw a fossil human inside a museum Uh, I guarantee you, unless you're talking about Pompeii, it's never, right? Uh, But if you speak to Professor Chris Stringer of the Natural History Museum in London, as John Mackay did a number of years back in a debate, and uh, asked him, how many fossil humans do you know of? The answer was in the the order of tens of thousands, right? So there's, there's a lot of these things out there that are just hidden up, right? Chris Stringer had one in the basement of the Natural History Museum. He had one in his closet. So uh, it's uh, a lot of these things do get hidden up. In this case, the human fossil footprints, from what I can remember, because I did see the report earlier and I looked it up, I think they were what we would classify as post-flood, so not 26,000 years old at all, um, but just on the order of a few thousand years old after Noah's flood. 
probably in an area which was once very damp and boggy, uh, where they walked and then it dried. And as a result, they've ended up with these footprints preserved in not quite rock, but like very, very compressed solid mud is uh, is what it really is. So um, that's uh, they're fairly they're fairly it's a fairly interesting find, I think. Um, and again, another one of the things that these footprints shows as far back as you can go, humans are always humans. Right, there's such a distinct difference between human and ape footprints. This is why there's the whole thing about the missing link, which is a bit misleading if you actually look at what evolutionists believe. Um, but there is a reality that all these fossils that you find are either clearly human or clearly ape. Uh, there isn't a, such a thing in between that we have found as of yet. Um, any other quick questions or things uh, to run yeah. through? Uh, this is from uh, Jerome. Uh, what uh, was that conference where Dawkins approached John with the epic impromptu debate? Uh, no, it wasn't. Um, oh, you mean the 2014 conference? Is that what she's asking about? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think no, that so. wasn't. That wasn't it. No. Yeah. So basically, what happened was um, Richard Dawkins doing a documentary for Channel Four, Channel 4 um, to yeah. celebrate the centenary. Was it centenary of Darwin? Was it was years? the centenary of his. It was either. It was either the centenary of his book or the 150th of his uh, birth or something like that. Something it, was big some anyway. big, it was a big anniversary yeah. of Darwin or, or the um, origin of species. Yeah, but he yeah. Um, he rung up um, uh, John um, and said he wanted him to come down to a studio. Uh, he said he couldn't uh, because uh, he, he had a yeah, talk. The ministry booked, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, everything was booked up solid. He couldn't come. Um, and then he said, oh, what about in the evening? Oh, I'm doing a talk, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway. And then Richard Dawkins shows up to his talk unannounced with a camera crew and just starts an impromptu debate for 30 minutes before his talk. Um, and that's where that clip comes from. Right. Um, yeah, it didn't get used in the Channel 4 documentary in the end. And if you want to find out why it didn't get used, you can go and find the clip on YouTube. Because mm -hmm. um, Dawkins keeps trying to get it taken down, but somebody's obviously made a copy of it somewhere and keeps putting it up. So uh, I don't quite know how they got hold of it in the first place, because initially John said he'd do the conversation, the mini debate with Dawkins, if Channel Channel 4 would send him a copy of the recording. Channel 4 never did, and it obviously never uh, appeared on the documentary either. Um, so I, I think somebody inside Channel 4 must have leaked it at some point, but we don't know how or why or where. So it is there and it is available for you to go and see on YouTube. So um, that's always uh, that's always fun to see. Uh, here we go. We've got one from... Um... Marianne James, uh, BBC, uh, BBC Radio 4, in our time recent discussion about crocodile evolution surviving dinosaurs, did yeah. you hear it? Um, I didn't yeah. hear it personally. No, I haven't. I didn't. I didn't hear it catch that one. I might have to go back and look at it. Um, the whole the whole premise about crocodiles and surviving and stuff. It's we find crocodiles buried with dinosaurs so there's not really any surprise about that if you think about what god said um about creating everything everything created after its kind so things are designed to reproduce after their kind so we shouldn't see evidence of things like evolution uh, and the one thing that you find is it's interesting it says a crocodile evolution and yet the one thing you know from their fossils is that they haven't evolved uh, we have a crocodile uh, skull in our museum collection in the uk john has an entire crocodile skeleton in his right they are clearly a crocodile so there is no such thing i mean evolution if you look back to the original uh, first ever term that you
you can find for evolution being used, it was a military term, as in the general said to his soldiers, let's evolve around the enemy's camp and get them from behind. So it's the idea of a sort of a spiral motion. And if you look at the old sort of diagrams of evolution, it's this big spiral curving up through time uh, and creatures getting more and more complex to today. So that's the first ever reference to evolution you can find. But the whole premise of evolution is based on change. I mean, even Charles Darwin, who invented the word living uh, fossils, which crocodiles are, actually said uh, he contradicted himself he said he admitted the existence of living fossils and even gave them their name but he then later on said that his entire theory of evolution is not based on necessarily the strongest or the fittest animal but the one that is most adaptable to change the one who is able to change the quickest uh, and is able to continue evolving changing and yet the one thing you see in crocodiles is that they didn't de- they didn't evolve they have stayed the same so you can always find one of three things from the fossil record and you can't find any other examples you either find from the fossil record that creatures have remained exactly the same as in the case of the crocodiles um there's no evolution at all or you find that there is change but it's not evolution evolution says you're going up and up and up bible says no everything was created very good and ever since the curse we've been going downhill all right so crocodiles used to live to a long for a very long time and they used to get up to sort of you know 20 odd meters in length now they don't, and it's probably a good thing, right? So creatures have changed, but it's not evolution. They've devolved, right? They've gone downhill. Um, we were uh, up in Scotland at King's Barns, and we were looking at some great fossil trees of club mosses, right? Now, club mosses today are spindly little things that, you know, scroll over the ground. These club mosses were massive, great big trees. Change? Absolutely. Evolution? No. They've got smaller. They've lost the ability to be big. They've devolved. So you either find creatures who remain exactly the same, they do change, but it's not evolution, it's devolution, or you find that they go extinct like the dinosaurs, right? Now, not one of those three things is any help for evolution in the slightest. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, there we go, Jerome. Uh, thanks. I've got it saved and put it on Gab so YouTube doesn't take it down. John destroyed <laughs> Dawkins. There we go. You see? Evidence right there. Um, you, can, you can find them on YouTube. But people do put them up from time to time. They do upload them, um, yeah. the actual full discussion. Um, but there we go. Um, oh, no. Uh, we've missed a question. They've, oh, there's no. been a debate in the chat. They're trying to decide if God would be left-handed, which is a very interesting question, uh, stating that God okay. could be ambidextrous. <laughs> um, there we go. Internet is a crazy thing sometimes. Uh, yeah. Oh, I see the question from George yeah. there. Yeah. Since life is predominantly LHA, I'm assuming that means left-hand amino acid, um, do you think God is, left, is left-handed? Um it's a good question um well which which well you've got to remember god is god is uh one being three persons which is hard enough to wrap your head around anyway um so the only person out of the godhead would really probably be talking about is the one that we're um created in the image of which is jesus christ who is the creator so uh was jesus left-handed it's a it's a good question. It's an interesting question. Of course, it does beg the question: If God is left-handed, then why are most people right-handed? 
Uh, what's the proper way of doing it? And why is left-handedness the more awkward way of doing things in 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 generally in most cases? So it's an interesting it's an interesting question. I'm not sure we're going to get to an answer. It's uh, an interesting thing to speculate to speculate about. But you've also got to remember when it comes to things like left and right-handed amino acids, that's a classification that we've put on it. Uh, you could easily flip the amino acids over and call them the other way around right it's a classification that we've put onto them so i don't think you could use that as a as an argument for uh what hand god used one way or the other personally um but that is that is an interesting that is an interesting thought there yeah exactly um i'm looking at the chat i can't say apart from the obsession with this is god left-handed business um doesn't seem to be anything else. Oh, there you go good in. esther's got in there we go i forgot about that one well done esther let me put that up on the screen there we there go, you, go. you got it there there we go i will uphold you with my righteous right hand there you go answer from so, scripture god is yeah. right maybe maybe he is left-handed because he's holding us in his right one he needs to use his left for for doing stuff maybe that's Possibly. the way i'm looking at it who knows <laughs> No, I think yeah, it's that's a well done. There we go. Answer from scripture. I like that. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Are there any other questions? Let's have a look back. Uh, uh, oh, there's uh, somebody's brought back up the the driving on the right side again. Do you want the quick story about that? You go can, on. Go, go on. on. I'll, I'll I'll give you the quick story and then you can look it up yourself. Right. Um. Okay. First things first. French Revolution. Uh, that back then the whole premise was that God uh, appointed monarchs, God appointed kings and queens. So you can't question the king or the queen. It stems from the old medieval uh, sort of fugal system where the king was at the top and was also equal to the pope. Right? So the king was the head of the country, the pope was the head of the church, and they both had strong power, but the pope technically was slightly more powerful than uh, the king because the pope could crown the king, basically. Then, of course, in, in England, you had Henry VIII and so on and so forth, get rid of the pope, become him as the head of the church, which is really just the Catholic church with a different pope and you've got all of the reformation and everything that sprang out of that however in france they carried on being a predominantly catholic country for a very long time until you get to the french revolution where they still believe in this system where the king uh, is appointed by god now if you're a french revolutionary who wants to get rid of the monarch what you actually need to do is get rid of a god i mean that goes all the way back to samuel and saul the first uh, king of the of israel and samuel saying well why why are they wanting a king are they rejecting me and God said, no, what they're really rejecting is me, right? Uh, it's a rejection of God. So if you're a French revolutionary who wants to get rid of the king, you first need to get rid of God. So what do you do? You borrow from the Babylonian and Greek pagan system, uh, which claims a purely naturalistic view of the world, one that is essentially deep time and evolution, right? Then you end up with Napoleon. Now, Napoleon, it's interesting because you can get some references to him believing in God, but you get a lot of references to him actually being very, very anti-God. Um, he was more sort of a cultural 
uh, theist, if you like. He believed in uh, that God was very useful for controlling the people. And so in his speeches, he would perhaps refer to as God. But he was, in a sense, a child of the French Revolution. Um, he disliked God, disliked anything to do with God, and particularly disliked the church, whether it was the Protestant or the Catholic church. And so as a result, one of the things you will see Napoleon doing is if the church does something, Napoleon will do the opposite. Right? Okay, where does driving on which one side of the road come in? Well, if you look at the history of England and you look back to why do we drive on the left side of the road, it stems all the way from the ancient Romans when they used to ride with their chariots and have soldiers on the other side. Right? Now, this became adopted by the church, uh, originally the non-Catholic church, the, uh, the original Catholic church with a little c, and then got adopted by the Roman Catholic church. And so wherever you find the Christian influence, both Catholic and Roman Catholic, Catholic and non-Roman uh, Catholic, you find that they all ride on the left side of the road. It was the system that was done, right? Then you come uh, to, back to Napoleon again, who was anti-everything that the church did, whether it was Catholic or not, and he would do literally the opposite of everything that they did, including forcing all of his men and forcing everybody who, uh, in every country that he took over and invaded and conquered, to ride on the right side of the road. Okay, where does America come in in all of this? Well, you've got to be very honest with yourself, Americans. Your armies were terrible at the beginning when you had all the colonies start to come together. I mean, the British just set fire to the White House and just destroyed every single part of you in the great big original war that came before the War of Independence. And uh, most battles uh, we would happily win. The real answer as to how you won is because at the same time we were at war with France and France didn't like England and France would be very happy to help anybody who also didn't like England, i.e. these young upstarting colonies who wanted to gain independence, right? So if you look through your history, you've got names uh, of major French generals who led the American armies and as a result, all of the countries that Napoleon had influence on and the French Revolution had influence on, including um, the North American areas, they started driving on the right side of the road. As a result of Napoleon's hate for Christianity and everything to do with Christianity, and his main excuse was the Greek pagan philosophies. So uh, it's, again, even just things like which side of the road you drive on, it's interesting learning a little bit of history. But I'll let you go look it up and, uh, and do a little bit of searching and uh, see what you actually uh, actually find as well. I was oddly transfixed through all of that. That was in, that, I found that really interesting. I didn't know any of that at all. That was brilliant. I love that. Um, amazing, nice bit of history. Yeah. Uh, one of the I'm working on a I'm sorry, working on a book project. It's going to be a while yet, but it's 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 uh, the title. I've really got the title down. The title is called "Evolution and the Iniquity of Our Fathers," and it it's sort of inspired from the. Um, reference in a number of places and i think the first reference is in numbers uh in in scripture where it talks about the sins of the father being passed down for the fourth and fifth generation 
And so it's this idea that once a, a generation has rejected Christ or make a deliberate step away from truth, away from scripture, that it affects their generations in ways that they may not have even realized, right? Uh, and so you find this with a lot of cultures around the world, particularly very pagan cultures, where it's so hard to evangelize to them because you eva- you, you, you're telling them something which is so abnormal from what they uh, believe or what they sort of understand. Um, so uh, it's sort of this idea of where did this whole concept of evolution and deep time come from and also running down not just from the babylonians and looking at the archaeological evidence but also looking at her historical way that evolution has taken a grip of the world including it stemming from this french revolution which was inspired by the greek and babylonian paganism and how it affected the western world both in england because we felt big time to it as well um even though we still do ride on the right side of the road or the correct side of the road i should say but even to the little ways that you know even which side of the road you ride on is based on your world view and how you view scripture so it's uh, it's an interesting little uh, little thought but hopefully at some point that writing project will be finished um because it, it, you know i was just putting i started it's sort of been in the works for a long time and i've started pulling together all of the material and information that I've picked up over the years and all the references. And there's so much of it and so much very just, you know, interesting stuff. So, um, yeah, hopefully we'll get that sorted at some point, but it should be, be it should be a good, it should be a good project. Um, I've got a, uh, a zoology question for you. The the last one, I think. Yeah, sure. We got my biology teacher told me that all polar bears are left-handed do with that. What you will. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay oh well, that's the first that i've heard of that i haven't looked into uh into polar bears although i've seen a lot of footage of them fishing so yeah maybe it was left left-handed i don't know yeah no, i i don't i i will have to think about that before i do anything uh with it uh, so that's uh if that's if that's correct then that's uh that's an, another interesting another interesting piece of information there we'll have to think about we'll have to think about that yeah interesting this whole debate of you know god left right left hand right you know we have to be careful to make sure that um we're not putting um characterizations on the godhead that aren't there in scripture i'll put it that way that's why i made the point about you know one being three persons right i'm uh what what being in my and sam we're both human beings just like god is the one being but i am a one being with one person um the person is who i am it's what makes me different from the the being that is sam right uh but it's a one being but three persons when it comes to god now do we see anything like that today no can we wrap our head around that not particularly well so we often try and take the godhead and try and fit it into something that we can understand and we can relate to um and in in certain ways we can do that because we are made in the image of god so we are a a reflection of god we're not you know we're not we're, we're less than god but we are a reflection of god just like the reflection in, of you in the mirror is less than you but it is like you um so we you you can do that to a certain extent but you do have to be very careful with with how you fit in like we had a question the other day come through to me which is that uh, only the holy spirit uh, is omnipresent 
And I thought, that's actually, I can see how you could get to that from certain points in Scripture. It's an interesting thought. But again, you're now verging onto the point of putting things out which aren't, uh, which aren't quite there in Scripture. Because it's, again, the one being, so it's all omnipresent, but different persons and different roles within the persons as well. So again, very difficult to get your head around the Trinity. It's something that's clearly taught in Scripture. Um, and so when I was asked to give a, a, a whole sermon on the Trinity, I had to start my sermon by saying, my job here today is not to explain the Trinity to you, because Scripture doesn't explain the Trinity, and so that's not something that I can do. What I am here to do is to teach you uh, to, you know, to teach the Trinity, which is something that Scripture clearly does. So with all of these kind of debates, like is God left-handed or right-handed, they're interesting to think about, but make sure that you're not uh, putting characterizations on the Godhead that aren't there in Scripture. Because as soon as you start doing that, you are only one step away from heresy if you're not there already, right? So that's something that you have to, uh, that's something you have to, you have to think about carefully. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was a, a great session. We did it over an hour as well. So, yeah, yeah, great stuff. And great to have some questions come through. If there are any questions we didn't get to, we'll hang on to them. We will not get rid of them. Don't worry. To be honest, I think we actually got all of them. We got them all. Brilliant. Wonderful. So. Great stuff. Great stuff. Well, as always, stick any more questions into any of the comments after the stream is finished, or if you're watching this after, uh, you know, non-live on, on on catch up, or if you're listening to this on a podcast, yes, which of course you can do now. Um, do uh, go and find the original uh, video on YouTube or Facebook. Stick the uh, questions into a comment there. In fact, uh, Sam, can you write? Can you do questions on a podcast? I don't think you can. Can you? Um... It depends what platform. Depends what server you're doing it on. Um, The service that I'm using is called Anchor, um, and you can ask questions on there, and they're voice questions. Um, That could be a possibility, but I think probably the best bet is to find the stream on YouTube and just write a question on there, Um, or even um, use the uh, Ask John Mackay. Uh, website yes website uh, there's all contact details on there yeah if you send us a question it'll find its way through to us you can yes, find sir. we've got contact forms on all of our websites uh ask john mckay creation research.net all the uk ones uh, perhaps the easiest way is to just go to youtube uh stick in creation research we're usually the first result that comes up and um just stick in a question on any one of the uh latest um creation conversation videos and we will be able to come back to that at our q a sessions in our creation conversations so uh yeah thank you all very much for watching this live thank you all very much if you're watching this on catch up or if you're watching it on our new podcast service um so it's been uh, it's been a really good stream tonight great stuff everybody yeah, really we'll good. catch you later and see you later as well sam see you later